0: You are listening to the No People-Pleasing Zone. If you're ready to unlearn people-pleasing patterns and tame your fears so you can stand in your power and claim the unapologetic life you're entitled to, you're in the right place. I'm Easy Martin Chan. Let's get started. The Autumn Equinox lands this year on Wednesday, September 22nd. And what I hear so often about the equinoxes is the importance of finding balance. But that's only part of the story, because equinoxes are also about transitions. Time doesn't stand still, and neither do we. Stay tuned for today's episode of the No People-Pleasing Zone, because I'm revealing the three characteristics of the autumn equinox, which might just help you climb out of the people-pleasing rabbit hole. You have now entered the No People-Pleasing Zone. Host Elizabeth Martin Chan is here to pull you out of the people-pleasing rabbit hole into a world where you are priority number one. So keep those earbuds in, close the door, and claim your personal time just for you. Welcome to the No People-Pleasing Zone. This is our zone where we challenge status quos that normalize people being stuck in the people-pleasing rabbit hole, where we shift perspectives and get inspired. So carve out some time for you, because you're priority number one. I don't know what that looks like in your world. For me, when I want to listen to a podcast, I, I carve out the time by creating space where nobody else is present. So I I usually pop in some earbuds, put on my walking shoes, and head out the door. So here we are in the week of the equinox. Now, I live in the Northern Hemisphere, so this is the fall equinox, and that's what we're going to focus on right now. So equinox, equal night. It's a balance of the day and night when they're in where, where day and night is of equal length. Now in ancient culture, our ancestors, they tracked the position of the sun. You know, We today can track the minutes and the seconds, but they, they tracked the, the position of the sun and they knew about equinoxes and solstices. So they knew when the sun was at its northernmost point and its southernmost point, and they knew when the sun was at its equinox, at its dead east point. And we know this because there are a number of prehistoric sites that, that mark these times. One of those is Stonehenge. And, and they must have marked them because they thought they were important. So the equinox is this point of balance but it's also a point marking a transition that's occurring. So the autumn equinox is when there's this transition from a time when the sun or light is dominant to a time when darkness is becoming dominant. And I want to talk about this today because I believe that what's happening in the environment around us, the seasons that we live through, influence us. Um, they're just a part of, of who we are. I believe we're cyclical creatures, and that actually these shifts that happen throughout the course of the year are written into our biology. Because we evolved in on this planet in this cyclical environment, whether whether you were living whether you live in the you know the the tropical areas where you're close to the equator or the temperate or or even near the poles there are shifts that occur through the course of the year and we evolved in this environment so i believe that that the happenings influence us as cyclical creatures and the other thing about it about the shifts is that they mirror points or various stages in our lives. And, and by using them, by being aware of them, tapping into them, we can reflect on, reflect on and identify the stages and the blockages that influence what we're doing on a day-to-day and week-to-week basis. And then we can move out of what's sticking for us and, and our actions and our inactions can become something that we're more mindful of and less um, as a result of being stuck. So this autumn equinox, it's a, it's a point of transition and people, people who are stuck down the people-pleasing rabbit hole, they have huge difficulties with transitions, right? Right. Um, And this particular transition is a shift into more darkness. And I'm going to come back to that in a moment. So just to hold that shift into darkness, put a a pin in that, that we're going to come back to that. But first, I want to look at what's going on around us in terms of the agricultural calendar, because I think that tells us a lot. So right now, it's this point of time of harvest And actually we've been experiencing an abundance of harvest since the beginning of August, right? The equinox tends to come about six weeks after um, huge abundance starts to happen. Um, And if you've ever grown a garden or if you spend time at the local farmer's market, you'll know that there's like this crazy production um, by plants at this time of year. The tomatoes are exploding. The zucchinis are exploding. The corn has already exploded. We're sort of past that. Um, We're starting to get the winter squash in. Um, It's just this time of plenty. And it's a time that we've celebrated. Um, We do do celebrate. We, We mark this. Our ancestors marked the harvest um, universally. If you look across cultures and across mythologies, there's always celebration and there's always deities that are associated with with the harvest. And we continue this today, you know. In Canada, we're we're only a couple of weeks away from our Thanksgiving, and in the U.S., you're a few months away from it. But there's still this. It's in the U.S. It's the most important holiday of the whole year. Um. So. This is something that we continue to do no matter what culture you live in around the world is we celebrate the harvest. And it's this period of abundance and and giving thanks. But it's also a period of time that requires some assessment, right? Um, Think about what it's like to live a life that's more dependent on preserving your harvest in in transitioning into a period of darkness where we can't really grow food, at, at least not historically. We haven't always lived in a period of time where we have freezers and refrigerators and the ability to grow, to buy food that's been grown in the opposite hemisphere or in tropical environment. So, we needed to be able to preserve our food as we moved into this darker period of of the year. And that required some preparation and some storage. And storage meant figuring out what was necessary and what needed to be be released, what was no longer needed. And the thing is, is it's, if you think about this year, you know, there are farmers that have been hit really hard by drought. This isn't, this isn't something that's just in the past. It's something that's going on right now in, in North America, there are huge vasts of, of the continent that have been hit by drought, not only this year, but, you know, for a period of a number of years and heart wrenchingly, a number of farmers have had to cull their, their cattle herds because they just can't feed them. They haven't been able to grow enough through the through the summer to keep their, their cattle. So the reality of a period of assessment is, is very, very real, whether it's in the past or whether it's something that's happening right now. And, and that's what's happening in this transition period. So there are really three characteristics that I would say mark this period of transition. It's a period of abundance and celebration and thanksgiving. It's a period of assessment, looking forward to what's required and what's not required. And it's a period of release, of letting go what isn't required anymore. And I would say those are the three characteristics Of the autumn equinox. And it, you know, we mark it on as one day. That's what it's on the calendar as. It is a one-day thing, but it isn't a one-day thing. It's a period of time that we move through. The reality of living the transition is it's something that we move through. It's a period of time. So come back to the transition that's occurring. We're, we'll take a look at it, right? It's, we're moving from light being the dominant to darkness being the dominant. So as a coach, I want to look at this transition from the perspective of mirroring points or stages of our lives, and we narrow in on it to find the blockages that can occur in people who are stuck down what I call the people pleasing rabbit hole. So if this is a moment of harvest and celebration, think about the transitions that could be occurring in your life that are akin to a harvest. And this doesn't need to be happening right now. It could be something that's happened any time of the year, but this moment in the calendar year reflects that, that transition, right? Um, So those, those transitions that are akin to harvests and the big one for me that I didn't recognize as being significant at the time, but that actually was starting point that led me down the road to where I am today was when my third child went off to university. And, you know, I thought I was ready. I, I really, I thought I had raised my kids in such a way that I was preparing them to eventually move out into the world. I didn't feel like I was a helicopter parent and needed to be constantly involved with my kids. I supported them, um, but I really believed in their innate value and their their innate learning who they were and being that person in in the world. So when I had this, this huge reaction to this transition, I didn't expect it at all. Well, when I think about, when I learned to think about the transition like a harvest, um, I I was realizing that I'd I'd given birth to my children and and the responsibility for raising this third child was being marked by his departure to post-secondary school. And I'd done it before, but there was something about the third child I have for that it just it, it hit me. This transition hit me, and in so many ways, it's like a harvest, right? It's it's something to celebrate. It's this abundance of this life going out into the world, and it can be anything, right? That you've given birth to. It could be a job or a career that's sort of um, stay. It, it's reached a peak and it's sort of stabilized, or a business that you've started and it's matured and. It doesn't really need you in the same level that it once did. It's become its own entity, or it could be a period of deep study into something um, like an apprenticeship or or studying and going through a PhD program. It's something that has reached a kind of maturity. And and sometimes those transitions, especially for people who are stuck down the people-pleasing rabbit hole, are difficult. They're full of they're full of blockages. And and the transition that I had with my kid was that I didn't recognize I was in this period of assessment. I didn't know that this transition period included an assessment and letting go. I thought I was letting go. I thought I was prepared to let go, but I wasn't really prepared for the assessment And that's because so much of my identity had been wrapped up in being like the sun, giving all of my energy to the needs and desires of people, of other people, right? Like the sun gives its energy and it creates, we're able to grow food. And for me, that's all I actually knew how to do was was give my energy to other people. And what I encountered as I hit this transition that's so much like the autumn equinox is that there was something inside of me that was telling me I needed to release more than my kids. And what I needed to release was being stuck down the people pleasing rabbit hole. And in order to do that, I needed to be able to assess in my day to day and in my week to week, I needed. To embrace what it might mean to be more in the darkness than the light. And darkness can mean so many things. And it often has negative connotations. It can mean depression. It can mean evil. It can bring up images of monsters. It, it can be becoming more introvert. Looking inward and being less social. Less sunny in the world. Um. You know, the darkness we often think of as the place where our subconscious lives. And you don't know what might be hiding there. In Jungian psychology, it can relate to shadow work, right? And just just for a moment, reflect on what darkness brings up for you. And you see what half the battle is, right? We live in this culture that's made darkness a bad, scary thing a place we don't want to go to. And it's not that there aren't reasons to be afraid, but sometimes it's necessary. If you're looking backwards, and if you need to clear out things from your personal history, you probably need to connect with a professional therapist. I certainly did for a time. And then when you're ready, you can work with these transitions in the present Prepared to explore having transitions like the autumn equinox. Allowing the predominance of darkness in in today's presence to be there for you and work with it. And you're able to discover things about yourself. You can get really curious and you enter this process of reclaiming self-acceptance. And you can actually find yourself looking forward to the wisdom that you can gain about yourself. Enjoying, enjoying in a not ha-ha, fun-fun, but enjoying in a way that like there's an enrichment to your life going on. Enjoying the process of abundance and celebration, assessment, and a healthy release of what you no longer need. So enjoy the autumn equinox. Celebrate the moment of balance, but also of transition into increased darkness. And as we move through the period of increased darkness in our outer environment, and we have this season that is upon us, we will in, in future episodes of the No People Pleasing Zone, we're going to delve into the concept of darkness and what might be there, what we've missed living in a culture that teaches us to be afraid of the darkness. You know, I, I plan on spending some time looking at at least one of the goddesses that we associate with darkness, because I think there's a lot of wisdom to gain and some reinterpretation to explore that's impactful and, pers- and perspective, that's a hard word, perspective shifting. So that's it for today in the No People Pleasing Zone. Let me know if anything in this episode really resonated with, with you. You can always email me, I read every email at elizabeth at elizabethmartinchan.com. And I'd love to have you in my sphere. And the best way to do that right now is to jump over to reclaimingselfacceptance.com, where I reveal the five secrets every people-pleasing woman should know. And remember, you are worthy, you are enough, and you are everything the world needs right now. I'll see you next time in the No People-Pleasing Zone. If living outside of the people-pleasing rabbit hole resonates with you, hop on over to reclaimingselfacceptance.com to receive your free copy of Adventures in Reclaiming Your Life, Five Secrets Every People-Pleasing Woman Should Know Now. Don't forget to follow us on your favorite podcast app, and we love five-star reviews too. Okay, beautiful rebel, that's it for this episode. I hope you found value in today's content because you are deserving of more delicious, unapologetic self-love in your life. If you want to come hang out with me on social, you can find me over on Instagram at easy.martinchan or on Facebook at Elizabeth martin If you haven't done so already, go hit subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. And if you leave us a five-star review, you'll help others discover our podcast. I'll see you next time.